Welcome back, dear readers, to the next edition in our summer reading series, where I'm going to catch us up a bit on a monster we covered way back at the beginning of our show. After I discuss the main body of the topic, I'm then going to break to contextualize what kind of legendary monsters Candyman and Freddy Krueger are in a way you're perhaps not expecting. So if you're double nerdy, make sure to stick around for the postscript. Since the release of the new Candyman film in 2021, I've felt the need to write an update on the franchise for the show. This is going to be my attempt to understand the Candyman villain, monster, myth, however you want to call it, in a way that utilizes what has been filled in and learned by that film, directed by Nia DaCosta and written by her, as well as Wynne Rosenfeld and Jordan Peele, who also produced. Originally, my analysis was going to be centered just on the advancement of the Candyman legend, but as soon as I sat down to write, the need for contextualization, among the other monsters we've talked about, becomes an itch that I cannot help but scratch. As I brought up in our original look at the 1992 Candyman, the monster that draws the closest comparisons to Candyman is Freddy Krueger from the long-lived Wes Craven franchise, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Quick note, this analysis will be a massive spoiler for the 2021 Candyman, so if you haven't already watched it, I strongly urge you to do so before continuing. It is a great film, which does so much with the natural confinement of bringing a beloved horror film into the new millennium, I would hate for it to get ruined um, by, by this piece of observation. So if you have not watched 2021's Candyman, um, check that out before checking this out. Seriously, it's very good. When we put Candyman and Freddy Krueger into the spotlight, both of these monsters represent the fear and anxiety of a local population as a direct result of mob violence. A violence that acted as a catalyst for the metaphysical, breaking through our mundane reality and changing mortal men into something otherworldly by way of a supernatural metamorphosis. When we compare Freddy Krueger and Candyman, they share three crucial ingredients that are central to each of their function. Those ingredients being fate, location, and mythology. Krueger, who becomes an urban legend of the decades since the start of the film franchise of the 1980s, begins as a True story, so to speak. A dark, violent truth swept under the rug by the button-down suburban families that exacted their vengeful justice against a real, mortal man. Kruger was something that straight society doesn't want to exist and has trouble believing can exist in their carefully curated world. The sadistic killer of children living secretly among them. The dark paranoia that dwells among the citizens of Elm Street thanks to their deepened understanding of the dangerous, traumatic world in which they live, shaken vigorously with guilt, then whitewashed and tucked behind a white picket fence, represents the anxiety of not truly knowing your neighbor. Kruger's razored glove and deformed face give character and an infinite physicality to the dark corner of suburbia's collective mental boiler room. Candyman, on the other hand, is an urban myth not in its genesis phase, but as a spoken word baton passing from older generations to the new. The population of the decaying Cabrini-Green complex in 1992 
make real their own fear and anxiety about their world through tales of the Candyman, originally an antebellum-era black man savagely lynched, disfigured, and murdered by the white mob that found him to be stepping out of what they perceived to be the natural order of things. In both stories, these myths break through from the metaphysical spaces they inhabit in the minds of their victims into our mundane world. They do this not in a direct charge, knocking down the castle gate with a battering ram, but instead in their own disorienting dances, choreographed to both maximize the impact of their legend, as well as ensnare their primary victims, who are, naturally, the stars of their respective films. In A Nightmare on Elm Street... Kruger has fixated on Heather Langenkamp because she is central to his transformation from mundane serial killer to otherworldly monster. Her mother was responsible, as much as anyone, for the arson that burned Kruger alive, and thus Heather represents the one that got away, the sacrificial lamb spared. Candyman, thanks to the 2021 film directed by DaCosta, plays much in parallel to Kruger's story. An inherited fear, Candyman returns as Tony Todd's depiction of David Robital, the legendary Candyman of old, who seeks out his ultimate target, the interloping blonde graduate student, Helen Kyle. The plot of that film snakes around itself in a serpentine logic that results in Helen becoming her own bloody urban myth, further expanding Candyman's power as a boogeyman to be told around campfires or tube televisions gone to static. The 2021 Candyman film follows, in a similar fashion, Anthony McCoy, portrayed by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, who was too young to have remembered the events of the 1990s Candyman tale. Generated out of a 21st century looking back at the Chicago legend, Candyman weaves his dance in a tightening spiral around Tony, altering his mind with dark visions and slaying victims at the periphery of Tony's life, eliminating white folks, who are almost always very privileged jerks, that are foolish enough to bait the hook of his legend by saying his name into their glossy, mirrored reflections. Both Candyman and Fred Krueger stitch the sewing needle of their stories deep into the bloody flesh of the mundane, through to the high-minded theorizing of the metaphysical, then back into our modern reality in a pattern that is both satisfyingly challenging for the viewer and crucial to their stories. Both monsters, through their abilities, beg questions about the edges of what they are capable, of what is possible, and whether safety can ever be found. When Anthony visits Cabrini Green with his camera in 2021's Candyman on the hunt for his past or new material for his art, he is stung by a honeybee that falls to its peril amongst a line of diligent black worker ants at his feet. This mundane point of entry becomes the portal by which the magical manifests into the mundane. Tony's physical and mental states spiral as he flails, as effectively as Helen Kyle, in a desperate attempt to wrench himself from the pull of the Candyman. Both Helen and Tony feel compelled that understanding the truth of the legend will somehow free them from its clutches, but the more they learn, the deeper they are themselves ensconced in the machinery of the myth. In the climax of Candyman 2021, Anthony's will has become totally sublimated to the legend, appearing as an entranced puppet that evokes the pre-George Romero 
voodoo origins of the zombie in films like White Zombie and I Walked with a Zombie and probably a couple other movies that don't have the word zombie in them, but you get the idea. Tony barely flinches at his stump being festooned with the deadly meat hook of his new role as Chicago's icon of fear, the boogeyman of black America, the candy man himself. Freddy, on the other hand, haunts the metaphysical spaces of his victim's sleep state, appearing in the most surreal and unlikely ways, and bending their unreality with his trademark sadistic glee. But when it's discovered that dying in your dreams to the rending razors of his gloved hands means you die in the really real world, the mundane amalgamates with the magical in a permanently fused meta-reality where it is impossible to tell the waking from the nightmare, and you might always actually just be asleep, and you must always be afraid. Candyman takes this fusion a step further by giving us a tour of the litany of Candyman's gone by, taking place alongside our current iteration in Anthony, who has fully been folded from strong-willed hero to two-dimensional icon. The Candyman is less an individual but a legendary force, one that steals strong black men of great potential from the population that tells its story and enslaves them as an instrument of terror. The great contrast between the two monster legends, Freddy and Candyman, we can see illustrated in Heather's ability to thwart Freddy Krueger through cleverness, tenacity, and luck to avoid the razor clutches of an immortal, metaphysical nightmare, at least until her next entry into the franchise. The victims that become the focus of Candyman's cycle of fear do not experience this luxury of their own heroics paying off. The quicksand of Candyman's legend only squeezes them tighter when they squirm, and the more aggressively they fight back, the faster they are added to the pantheon of his shadow puppets. The difference between these two legends, and what is possible for their heroes, stands firmly across a line that is easily enough discovered. The Candyman is a boogeyman of the black folks whose stories depict an anxiety of fate itself, of determinism and inescapability. Once the Candyman sets his sights on you, there are no moves smart enough, no hero turns triumphant enough to evade his honey-dripped hook. Your enslavement to the legend is inevitable. And yet, Candyman is not a legend that solely punishes the black folks of the communities that continue his legacy, tagging his name on run-down tenement buildings. Candyman, we can now understand thanks to DaCosta's film, is a double-edged blade, one side cutting down new recruits for his legend like Anthony and Sherman Fields and Robital and other characters, the other wreaking vengeance against corrupt police officers and gentrifying art snobs that stand in his way. This duality manages to mirror Candyman 92 and 2021, the original representing a story about a black boogeyman told by white storytellers that serves as a warning against being a white interloper in a metalogic that goes beyond the labyrinthine geometry of monster movies. The 2021 film shows us the second edge as a film told by black storytellers to a black audience about the nature and location of their own fear by ripping down the new wallpaper and punching through the cheaply constructed medicine cabinet to the abandoned apartment house of their nightmares. Candyman, 
lives in the same place as all of his pantheon of boogeymen. Superficially, they might reside in destitute apartment buildings, ramshackle shacks near deadly lakes, industrial boiler rooms at the edge of town, and fleeing from lunatic asylums. But each of these locations is only a mask dawned by the same phenomenon, a nightmare reaching out into the daylight and a story become legend. What is Candyman? Both Candyman and Freddy Krueger are pukas, spelled colloquially in the U.S. English P-O-O-K-A, puka. Um, spelled in uh, Irish Gaelic, it's basically P-U-C-A with a couple of um, you know, magical dooley bops over the letters. But however you spell it, a puka is an ancient mythological fairy of Celtic or Gaelic origin from the hills of Ireland, understood to be a mischievous, often dangerous goblin that can transform itself to blend into its surroundings. Puck from Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream is intended to be a puka, as well as the magical six-foot intelligent bunny that follows Jimmy Stewart's character Elwood P. Dowd in the 1950 film Harvey, and, of course, the stage play on which it is based. In this latter case, much is to be made out of whether Harvey, invisible to seemingly everyone other than Dowd himself, is, quote-unquote, real. Those that come within Dowd's circle of acquaintance over time seem to be ensorcelled, some quicker than others, with the notion, no matter how bizarre or counterintuitive, that he, Harvey, a giant invisible rabbit, is very much real. As this belief spreads like a contagion throughout the population of the story, Harvey seems to manifest in more concrete and compelling ways, taking up physical space, casting a long-eared shadow, or bumping rude characters out of his way. I contend that both Freddy and Candyman are themselves a modernized version of the puka myth and are similarly fueled by the popularity and breadth of their myths. Kruger and Candyman each operates like a murderous Tinkerbell, scaling up in strength in lockstep with the public's fear and belief in their legends. So there you have it. Three Puka. Candyman, Freddy Krueger, and Harvey the Invisible Bunny. Hess out. <laughs>